Let's keep the NFL conversation going with one of our favorite people we get the opportunity to talk to on the program, Steve Berline, former NFL quarterback, excellent NFL analyst, friend of ours, joins us now on the show. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Bill. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I am, I'm chopping at the bit for this next round of NFL games. And we were talking, Steve, this morning just about how young every quarterback remaining in the playoff picture is. You got Dak Prescott at 29, then everybody's 27 or, or, or younger, a young crop of players. So let me start here. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, if you were going to take one of these quarterbacks to build your franchise around for the foreseeable future, who, who would you turn to? Man, that, that is that is really a tough question I, because you can make a case for a bunch of these guys. I really think that based on, you know, I think achievement and success and what they've shown to this point, I think you got to put uh, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow right there as as uh, as two and three. I I personally have always been uh, most biased toward toward Josh Allen. I kind of predicted that uh, that he was going to be uh, a guy that Cleveland will, re- will regret passing on for the rest of his career when they decided to choose Baker Mayfield over him in that first round with the first pick. Um, but then, you know, Joe Burrow, uh, what he's done, starting with his amazing senior year at LSU, he's, he's just one of those guys that uh, you know he just lives for these kind of moments and these kind of opportunities, and nothing that he does uh, would surprise me. So I, I think those guys are two and three. Then as far as potential and who's coming next, it's going to be Justin Herbert right there. Uh, unfortunately, he's out because of what happened. Uh, last week in that in that upset by uh, the Jaguars, but then you got Trevor Lawrence showing, beginning to scratch the surface of who he, of who he can be and uh, living up to those expectations. Um, and then of course, you know you keep going on down the line with with Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones, what he's what he's done breaking out this year. Um, uh, you know, really just kind of put it right in everybody's face who was doubting him, just showing that all he needed was uh, a guy to to really put him in positions to do the things that he does best, like Brian Dable has done with him. And then you got the, the legendary Brock Purdy, you know, <laughs> who's in five weeks already, you know, people are already talking about him uh, at very lofty standards. And, and I, I, I see, and I've said this, I said this on our show this week on Monday NFL QB on CBS Sports Network. I said he reminds me of a young Joe Montana, just the way that he moves and how cool he is and, how he extends plays and makes it look so easy. Um, I'm just so impressed with what he's done so far as well. So I don't think I forgot anybody, did I? No, you, you got it. I was going to ask you about, about Purdy specifically, and, and I'm not taking anything away from what he's accomplished, but I wanted to get your sense of how much do we need to see, maybe specific to him because we've seen him under some high leverage, high pressure, high expectation situations, uh, Steve, to, to decide, okay, like, what we're seeing from Brock Purdy, that that's who Brock Purdy actually is long-term in the NFL. Are, are we there yet, or do you need more? You know, I, I think we do need more, and that's, that's the dilemma that the, the Niners are going to have. Um, you know, obviously, if he takes this all the way on a Super Bowl run, it, it would make them very hard to go in a different direction. They would have to try to find a way to, to build around him. But, but I think there's, there's going to be questions, and if they're being honest, the 49ers I'm talking about, they would, you know, they obviously want to win the Super Bowl, and they want to have to be put in this situation to have to make that decision. But the body of work is just so short, and he's in 
such an incredible situation right now. I mean, we, we've, everybody talks about it. There's not a better situation to be a quarterback in right now than the 49ers. With the way that defense is playing, everybody healthy. Kyle Shanahan and his commitment to running the football kind of makes, makes you be able to dictate to a defense offensively. And when you've got weapons like, you know, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, and then your second-tier guys are guys like, you know, Brandon Ayuk and, uh, you know, the running backs that they can keep rotating in there. Uh, they're, they're all healthy. They're all, you know, executing at a very high level right now, and it kind of makes everything look too easy for Brock Purdy. But as a rookie quarterback, you're not supposed to be that cool. and supposed to make it look that easy without making the really big mistakes, and uh, he's done a great job of that so far. So I – I would love to be in John Lynch's position and Kyle Shanahan's position after this year is over from many perspectives, but it's going to be a real difficult decision for them moving forward. Talking to Steve Berline here on, on CBS Sports Radio, I'm, I'm Bill Ryder. Steve, Cowboys are, are a team that I've, I have had and remain to have some skepticism toward, but against the Tampa Bay team that, that was under 500 but still at home and still had Tom Brady, Dak Prescott looked really, really good. What's the likelihood and what is the recipe for Dallas to go into the Bay and, and win that game? Well, I'm not going to take anything away from Dak and what the Cowboys did because the, the Cowboys are as talented as anybody, I think, uh, across the board. And, and when they're healthy you know, defensively and then they get, they get a lead on somebody, they are really hard to, uh, to make up ground on. And when Dak plays as mistake-free as he did the other night uh, – you know they're, they're going to be tough to beat. The question is, can they keep that up? And I was really disappointed. I, I, I actually picked Tampa Bay because of all those reasons you said with Tom Brady, uh, the inconsistencies that Dallas had played with toward the end of the year, the game being in Tampa. Um, I really just thought Tampa Bay was kind of primed to pull off the upset, and I, I was so disappointed in their effort, uh, just from from not only from a performance perspective, but from the effort perspective. They were just flat. They were dead from the beginning of that football game. I never saw, um, you know, that team try anything different in terms of trying to rattle the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't. If I were them, I would have started blitzing and just kept coming after them. And just you, you got to try to make something happen when you're when your team is playing that poorly and that that you know with that little energy. And they didn't do it. And Dak just made it look very easy. Now I don't I don't think for one second that any one of their challenges coming up is going to be as easy as, as what they had against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think Dak is going to be put under a lot of pressure this week against the 49ers, and, and we're going to see what he's made of this week. He's not going to have all day back there in that time to just run around and have receivers wide open all over the field. There was really not many plays during that game where you said, boy, Dak, that was a spectacular throw under pressure that you made. Uh, there was not one moment during that game where I really felt that way. I, I just felt like it was very easy. Give Dallas credit for their game plan, both sides of the ball. Uh, but it's not going to be that way this week in, in San Francisco. I can guarantee you that. Steve, what, what's your level of confidence that, that ultimately we're going to get that 49ers-Eagles-NFC championship showdown that, that most of us expected? I feel pretty good about that happening. Uh, the, the wild card is Daniel Jones, you know, and what, whether he shows up and plays at the level that he played with last week in Minnesota, uh, if he shows up in Philadelphia and, and is playing that confidently, 
And, you know, I, I, I kind of described it on our show the other day is he put his cape on in that first series uh, and never took it off. I mean, he just he kept playing like Superman for that whole football game, like a guy that, that really wanted to have that game on his shoulders. And he just kept stepping up and coming through. Now, that drive that he took the, the Giants on when, when Minnesota tied it up at 24 in Minnesota with that place rocking, uh, he just made it look so easy going down that field uh, very methodically and then finishing it off with the, um, you know, the Giants finishing it off with the touchdown there, take control of that football game. I was so impressed. So you got to go in thinking it's Philadelphia's game for sure. Uh, as long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, uh, it would be a monumental upset if the Giants were to pull it off. But they are that they are that team this year that you have that feeling that they are kind of a team of destiny, a team that everybody wrote off all year. And all of a sudden, here they are one game away from the NFC Championship. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be totally shocked if that were to happen. I love, yeah, we, and we've, see, we've seen that before in the NFL. See, see Berline here on the we've show. We've seen it from the Giants before. Right? We've seen it from yeah. the Giants before, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember covering the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and when I was covering that team a long time ago, Scott Pioli was the GM, and, and he was haunted by that Super Bowl at the hands of the Giants. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, Steve Berline hanging out with us here, here on the show. Steve, I, I know Jacksonville's looking to win this game in at Arrowhead, and I'm not writing them off at all, and I understand their focus is obviously on on this game. But a year ago, not even, I mean, let, even less than that, they were in such turmoil under Urban Meyer. It, whatever happens this weekend, has Jacksonville already turned around its its franchise, its quarterback? Is it are we already at massive success territory under what Doug Peterson has done? Yes, with, without a doubt, and and that would be uh, kind of a an earth shattering um, development if they were to find a way to to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes off of a bye week uh, in Kansas City uh, in a game of this magnitude. I, I, I just, there's no, there's no part of me that, that sees that happening. But here's the thing. You, you, you're, you're now starting to see the power of a team that believes in itself and that has that confidence going at the right time. And, and they believe that, that they cannot be beat and that this is theirs for the taking, especially the way that game happened last week against the Chargers coming back from that 27-0 deficit and the way they did it. Trevor Lawrence just coming of age, um, you know, in a situation where most young quarterbacks would have wilted uh, after four interceptions and, and being five for 18 at that time, stepping up and, and just, delivering time after time to get that thing uh, done. And, and what Doug Peterson has brought to that organization, uh, his poise without to not let that team panic, uh, they, you know, they believe that they can get it done. And that is, that is dangerous and that is scary. And I guarantee you that's what Andy Reid is preaching to the Kansas City Chiefs this week is do not take this team lightly and do not assume they're going to they're gonna fold because they believe they can get it done. And uh, uh, nobody else does. I don't, but they do. And that's dangerous for the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. See Berline hanging out here on the show. All, all great games, but but the, the Bengals-Bills for me is is just, I can't wait. I, I'm, I cannot wait for that game. I think both those teams, Steve, are, are, are good enough 
to to make and win a Super Bowl. Who do you like in that football game? Who do you think comes out on top? You know, you, you cannot go against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo in this situation uh, unless you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow. Now, so I I I, I don't think that there's any doubt that the Bills should be uh, expected to win this football game. Josh Allen, as I said, is is a guy that I've kind of had a man crush on for uh, ever since I, I saw him, you know, when he was coming out in the draft. Um, and I, I feel that way still to this day. Obviously, there is the there is that that uh, wild kind of stallion Mustang, I guess you should say, um, you know, uh, part of him that you just you're not sure about with his aggressive risk-taking mentality and how he's going to, you know, there's going to be two or three situations during that game where he's going to want to pull the trigger and try and make something happen. And he's got to learn how to be disciplined in those situations and not force the issue. Uh, he's shown he can do it in the past. If he steps up and plays um, aware and mistake-free uh, against this Bengals team, even with Joe Burrow, I think the Bills are just too strong in Buffalo, uh, with, especially with the situation the Bengals have up front with you know playing backup linemen in three of their five positions. Um, you know that's just a tall task, even with a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who you know nothing he does from this point forward is going to surprise anybody. Uh, if he were to go into Buffalo and win that game, nobody would be surprised. Uh, but I don't expect to see it happen. I expect Josh Allen to step up and. And, and, and get control of this game, and I think the Bills, uh, the Bills will leave no doubt after this game is done. Cannot wait for that football game, Steve Berline. Always an absolute pleasure to have you on on the program. Thank you for for making time. Happy to do it, Bill. Anytime, buddy. Let's let's have some fun this weekend.